Who is using your data and how? This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Dispatch, our weekly newsletter that keeps you up with everything Mac Voices is doing. From our published episodes to Chuck's other appearances to special events and more, subscribe at macvoices.com newsletter and stay fully informed so you don't miss a thing. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This Mac Voices Live discussion finishes up with more on exactly who is using your data, how they're getting it, and why you should be concerned. In a related story, your car knows more about you than you might think, and you might be surprised at what it knows about you. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Well, this sort of, and, and Brian just sort of said it in our in our private chat, and I'm throwing it uh, into the, the public chat as well. Um, but this sort of bleeds into something that is a little bit old. We we were distracted at the time by the, the Apple event. Um, but uh, Tesla allegedly tops Mozilla's list of creepiest car makers, but 25 <laughs> brands failed basic data privacy tests. Yep. If you think you're safe in your car, folks, you better pay attention to this because they are gathering all kinds of information on where you go, what you do. Uh, even one of them said, claims that they are gathering information on your sex life. So, you know, mic drop. No, no makeout <laughs> sesh in the car anymore. Oh. You got to go to the theater. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the mic drop right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Com- completely kills I, the drive in movie thing. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, a couple of things out of that article was that uh, they, they talked about Nissan being bad, but they also said that Renault was good. Mm-hmm. Renault and Nissan are in a partnership. They're, it's fundamentally the same company. Um, they so I, I thought that was interesting. So, And, and Toyota has, what, 12 different um, uh, privacy documents that they they say the driver should be aware of so that when a passenger gets in the car they can inform them of their consent to privacy by simply getting in the car it's it reminded me of when um label execs were in front of congress about uh, about licensing back when the whole napster thing was uh, was going down all those years ago and and the label executives straight face totally serious said that the, the license that you're buying when you buy a cd cuz you're not buying the music you're buying a license to listen to the music applies to only one location so if you want to listen to your favorite taylor swift album at home and in the car, they wanted you to buy two albums. Absolute insanity. And that, and we're seeing the same thing here. The the expectations they're putting on the users is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, if anybody's wondering why GM is making their own infotainment system, this is why they want that control. Uh, they want that data. So this goes back to a discussion we've had several times, and it just keeps bubbling up that these companies are making money that we don't know about 
I'd love to know how it's being reported on the balance sheet, but they're making money out of out of our data and our behavior and what we do. And and I, I'm 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 partial. I'm being smart when I say this, but it makes me feel like I should be monetizing the data I get from Mac Voices. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, I'll tell you right now. You know, that's that's not something I do, and I will not do. But it's just like, is this where the money is? I mean, can't they make enough money selling cars that they, or is this just an extra revenue stream for them that they just can't resist at the at the, at the to the detriment of their customers? I mean, technically, as a publicly held company, their loyalty is to making money to their shareholders. Ben, I agree with that, and I and I'm the one that's usually trumpeting that, but at some point. Why isn't somebody taking uh, a page out of Apple's playbook and saying, hey, we value our customers' privacy and we're going to do everything we can within reason to protect it? Or Well, because right now the customer base isn't projecting this. But how can you? Exactly. I mean, you can buy an old beat-up car. I mean, my Hyundai is not going to be spying on me with its pot. With his aftermarket Pioneer stereo, <laughs> well, that's what that's what you think. How do you know? Yeah, and, but, but yeah, go ahead. Well, just <laughs> not just not, not slandering Pioneer, so, but you since you used a brand name, but how do you know that whatever that brand name is isn't doing something to do, generate information back to them? Go ahead, Webb. Well, because it's not hooked up to the internet except from, from via CarPlay. I, I, I'm in trouble. Uh, I got a, a Tesla and it follows me around. I have uh, actually, I'm a car guy. I mentioned before I got four cars. So, and uh, uh, yeah, they they know more about me than I know about myself probably. So um, it, the, the privacy thing, yeah, I understand it. And of course, uh, uh, Apple has uh, user privacy as part of their corporate doctrine uh, that you wish other people did. Um, the, the comment that Ben made being a corporate guy with shareholders, um, it's, uh, it, it's the, uh, unfortunately it, it is, you know, the stockholders are the owners of the, or the, or, of the organization. Uh, you, you got to keep that in mind. It's, it's not the, it's not the users. It's not the customers. Um, as much as you'd like to think that it, it really isn't, it's the, the shareholders and they're the ones that expect to return. Now, do I like, how uh and i can tell you that my company to a certain extent does not uh share data however we do have a partnership with a uh an organization called the mib which is medical insurance bureau that uh it doesn't help us make an underwriting decision but it gives us information to further uh what people's uh um, current health status is um, it, it gives us a lead that, that we can follow up and get uh, attending physician statements stuff like that. Remember, this is life insurance, the business that I'm in. Um, so it, it, is that an invasion of privacy? Well, when you sign up for the policy, uh, you sign the application, one of the things you're doing is giving my corporation a release to get that information so we can make a, a proper underwriting decision. So, um, you know, and that's how we find out that if you have a little 
high blood pressure or or, or uh, 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 cancer survivor or stuff like that 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 you might not want to uh, to uh, identify that as you're applying for a million dollar life insurance policy. I have high blood pressure every Tuesday night for some reason. I can't figure out why. Um, it's so weird. Yes. And I got high cholesterol yeah, 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 too. Yeah. So. Yeah, yes. Uh, st- yeah, send your medical evidence, Chuck. <laughs> Mark Fucci is. Oh, we'll get trip. it. Oh, good. Yeah, thanks, don't Will. worry. Chuck's car already collected it and sent it off to, uh, yeah. to uh, Caesars <laughs> and to Webb directly. Yeah. Uh, Mark Fuchs is in our chat room tonight, and, and in relation to my comment, he said, Chuck, at large scale, there are many ways to monetize bits and pieces of data. It's not a good return for smaller sites. And yeah, absolutely, Mark, I, you know, I get that. As I said before, I was being a little bit flip, but yeah. it it just does point to the fact that there's this incredible market for this information. And Webb, to your point, yeah, you're asking them to sign a release. They don't have to sign it. If they don't want the the, the insurance policy, you're setting yep. the contract, you're setting the terms, so they're not forcing it on. You're not forcing it on anybody. You're just saying if you. Oh, want it's voluntary, product, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, some of this. Some of the stuff we're talking about is not. It's being yeah. done, and we were never asked. Well, technically, you're probably uh, signing UCLA buying that car. Nah, uh, nobody just nobody looks at the fine print anymore. Fair point, Ben. Fair point. Mark uh, Mark says, "What, what uh, Web? What about uh, genomic data? Are they sharing companies like Twenty Three and Me, Ancestry, dot com, etc.?" I can tell you that right now, that, that, as dramatic as it sounds, there's not a whole lot of that going on in the industry right now. Uh, one of the uh, the meeting I'm going to next week uh, uh, that is part of the, the the topic that's going on it's an insurance industry top or convention so uh, but like i said it, it it sounds awfully dramatic but i don't know of a lot that's going on the bigger thing is going to be uh uh the um well there's a buzzword for it um but you know where, where you, you you wear the apple watch or some people have a ring um a finger ring that uh uh keeps track of uh uh, your your bio data, and sometimes you, that information is sent directly to the insurance company after you buy the policy uh, to maintain a discount rate. So there's there a lot of that going on. So it's just like uh, in car insurance, sometimes you can throw a a little uh, uh, transmitter on what they call the onboard diagnostic port, and uh, mm-hmm. it keeps track of what your your driving uh, methods are. <laughs> how safe of a driver you are so it's kind of the same thing aka progressive snapshot i did wasn't going to mention a brand name well and there are a bunch of them out there and brian just asked that question in our private chat and yeah you know sometimes they're they give give you a little bit of a break at least for a little while um sometimes they may not sometimes it may impact other aspects of your coverage or if a claim should happen. So, yeah, but I, I hate to say it. I Part of me says, if you're not doing that, why not? And take advantage of it and, and save the money because you're being tracked anyway. But on the other hand, I don't have one and I don't plan to get one because it's just one more vector for them to have a piece of information about me. And that as far as I yeah. know, I'm not afraid of anything I'm doing out there. I'm not driving like a crazy person 
well, most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't trust but, that thing. Uh, they, it, that, it's for the benefit of the company, not for the user. Right. I was, that, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. I've had my insurance company offer that month, many times. Oh, look, you could save all this on this, on your auto insurance. I'm like, I don't want you to track me and nor do I want yeah. you to know if I'm speeding or not. Um, and there's, you, you can't promise me that, that if you see that I've, I speed too much or, and that's pretty much what they're tracking is how, how many miles you go and how many, how much you speed. You know, how, how you, fast you, you break, how fast you break. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, we have policies that cover, you know, that I have my policy is at a minimum, minimum mileage that you do. You know, I, I think I stay within that for the most part, but I, you know, I don't want mm-hmm. that to be tracked because they can look at that. Oh, we're going to raise it up because you're, you you went too many miles and I mean, they, and they check it. All you do is they ask me, I could, I'll give you, here's my odometer reading and that's all I, I I'd rather control what I'm getting the information I'm giving them as opposed to mm-hmm. them constantly being able to scan it so i was like no thanks <laughs> jeff interesting point do you want to make it <laughs> <laughs> oh those tracker things in your car for insurance companies are so freaking insidious yep. and uh and your insurance company giving you a discount for doing that what that tells me is that they're overcharging me and they're willing to bring the price back down to uh to a less of an overcharged level if i install something that lets them monetize me in another way mm-hmm. and uh, and i see it the same way with uh with insurance companies saying hey wear wear the tracker ring or we'll we'll give you an apple watch if you wear it all the time um yep. and which is kind of crazy because i have so much data on my watch that's already being shared with my healthcare provider why any but the point is yeah you're going to give me a discount for plugging this little box in my car so you can track everything i do so you're overcharging me mm-hmm. um jeff i can't let that go and david david and webb chime in here just a little bit oh no <laughs> <laughs> chicken <laughs> yeah how can I tell Jeff he's wrong and still be friends, you know? Well, we, we can be friends and, and I can be uh, uh, I fanatic about, about my stance on this. In, 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 in principle, Jeff, I agree with you. Okay. So let, let's, let's understand that. But the, the overcharging thing, uh-uh, I don't buy that one at all, but I understand how, how these products are priced. And it, it is based on, uh, um, you know, the, the, the general rule and th- we're getting way deep into insurance talking this all started about cybersecurity um but uh, uh I- I- in my business i i have a population of 100 people okay mm-hmm. and out of that 100 mm-hmm. people i know that that a certain percentage of them are going to fall victim to some dread disease and i know that some population of that is going to get hit by a bus so two people are going to get hit by a bus 50 mm-hmm. people are going to get a dread disease. Uh, another 25 people are going to live a, a long and a prosperous life. And then I got a price for that entire audience and not just what the individual is. So, and, and that so that, totally that's how the pricing sense. model works. Okay. I, I, in, uh, in like super layman terms, it's like gambling. You're gambling. I'm not going to get hurt or sick. I'm gambling. I am. And, mm-hmm. uh, and well, it's probabilities, not odds. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So okay, but yeah, I'm with you. And um and and I I will say that I really blame Comcast for my uh my near militant stance on oh if you're going to offer me a lower price you you've just told me that you're overcharging me because welcome to comcast <laughs> jeff i was it, it was interesting to listen to webb's argument i was going to take just to take it a little bit different from to a little bit different angle um from my part of the industry we're looking at how likely is it that you're going to, in the case of car insurance, have an accident? So, mm-hmm. so let's take it to an extreme. If you had three DUIs and you know 2,500 speeding tickets, you're probably not a great risk. Okay, but mm-hmm. if you've never had a speeding ticket, never had a, had a DUI, never even been involved in a crash, there's an argument that you're a better risk. So, the way I heard you you present your case they're they're charging you a higher number but they're going to give you a better price if they can make more money off your data mm-hmm. so they're going to pass a little bit of a discount onto you and take you know take the rest off the top and and I, there's there's listen after every conversation we've had here there's an argument for that but i feel like in my industry they're really more focused not as much on monetize not having that be a primary focus, the monetization is not a primary focus. The primary focus is reducing the risk. So mm-hmm. I see your point, and it's it's valid given everything we've all seen. Just not sure that I can completely agree with it, and I hope we're still friends. Of course, we're still friends, and uh, and I occasionally need to have a soapbox to get on, and uh, this yeah. is one that I choose. Oh, you look good up there. I thank you. We're going to run you for Congress. Hey, yeah, hey, man, what, I, I, what did I, I do to upset you? <laughs> I was going to say, I, uh, man, I was trying to promote the the uh, geek fight of the century here. <laughs> you know, also, I don't think I'm qualified because I don't, uh, uh, let's just say, I I don't do the, the, the Beetlejuice debacle. So I don't know if I fit. <laughs> Okay, so maybe we'll lower our expectations. How about Jeff Gamut for dog catcher? What do you think? Dogs are nice. <laughs> we we would all just end up going on fun walks and playing in the park, and and you know the the dog catcher agency gets the call and there's this dog running loose, and they'd say, "Yeah, and we're out playing with him." <laughs> <laughs> So before we leave this, I, I, I want to get this in. Mark Cafuccio, again, in the chat room, asked, question for the panel and for the listeners. Do any of you allow Apple's information sharing? And the same question for other sites and other apps. It's a totally fair question. I feel it like is. I should answer that since I was already on the soapbox. Sure. And uh, the, the answer is n- No. And as soon as we had a toggle to turn all of that off for Siri, I smashed that button on the screen as hard as I could to give it a big nope. Um, yes, I know it's all anonymized, and I know that uh, that the data that I share can be helpful to Apple and uh, and third-party developers. If I have a problem that involves a, a Apple or third-party developer, I'm going to work with them directly and uh, and address the issue. 
and uh, and if they need crash logs or whatever, okay, we will do with it on in on that case. But just the general data sharing, nope. And using uh, my data to help uh, fine tune Siri, nope. Okay. Uh, let's see, Jim. We haven't heard from you much this evening. Um, do you do you allow the data sharing? No. Okay, <laughs> that's just, that was easy. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't put a lot of thought into it. Just no. Ben. Um, I do, but now that. Uh, I, I know a developer doesn't do it. I'm turning that off. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, who's the developer? Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because literally the only reason I had any of it on was to share with developers. Web? Um, yeah, for the most part, I don't. Um, uh, when it comes up on my app, normally... Um, I'll, I will allow them to, uh, do what they need to do when I'm using the app, but not generally speaking. Um, I, I do that a lot. Um, you know, okay. There's a privacy concern. I also agree that, uh, sometimes they don't have nefarious motives. They're trying to make their app better. Okay. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, one of the things that came up to the, today was Tesla and their, their, uh, autopilot connection, their autopilot system or their full self-driving mode. Um, and my car has it. Uh, I, I paid for that option. And I guess there are two things. First of all, you know, I, I share that data because I need that, um, autopilot system to do better, to get better at it. Um, uh, on the other hand, I don't trust the autopilot. I don't use it hardly ever. I'll use it when I'm on the highway, um, but I don't use it when I'm in the city, even though they say that I can. It just doesn't drive the way I like to drive. It doesn't track the lanes the way I like to track the lanes, for example. Um, so, uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I, I try to restrict the, the data sharing, but that doesn't mean I just automatically turn it off. So, and I also think that, like I said, and I think then you're trying to say the same thing uh, for, for the app developers, if it helps make the app better. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, the problem is, is that how do we know, you know, we don't have mm-hmm. a way to, to, tr- to track that. And that's the, the disappointing thing. Um, we can sit here and say, but, but Apple's such a great company. We will share, uh, all of our data with Apple. Yeah. At the end of I mean, the day, well, Apple, Apple is a corporation and the the Mac users is a user community and they're really two different things. So, Yeah. And quite frankly, the current leadership, it's their policy not to monetize that data. Who's to say the next CEO won't? Sounds like an argument we have somewhere around every presidential election. <laughs> that and, yeah. and that's that is not a political statement. Uh, it's just the fact that you, regimes change, administrations change, and they can be diametrically opposed, and it can shift overnight. Brian, do you share? Uh, not not too often. Um, similarly, I think to Web, you know, once in a while, you know, um, an app might ask. You know, uh, you need to have it on in order for the app to function properly. Uh, but I use it for, you know, just for while I'm using the app. I'm thinking like, 
uh, picking up food or, or food delivery or something of that nature. You know, they need to know where you're at type thing. But uh, yeah, then only during that time period. Okay. Can I ask another oh. question along sure. the same line? So uh, now we're getting the the, uh, the deals on web pages about cookies and do we accept mm-hmm. cookies or not? So can, can we modify the, the question to also include the, that dynamic as well? Sure. Sure. Because... I mean, I think I think Mark sort of alluded to that as well, but you know, we 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 get kind of got hung up on just the uh, the one, yeah. Um, but I know from I try to reject all the cookies I can, but it seems like they still find their way in, and so um, I know. Let's see, I forget which which of the malware services I have that you know every time I close down. The, the browser, it'll say, you know, we've removed 200 cookies, yeah. tracking cookies. It's like, oh, my God. You know, how, how many, how many, does everybody use a tracking cookie? Apparently so. Well, Apparently, a cookie yeah. doesn't mean tracking cookie. Well, yeah, mean, I, there's I, a lot of uses I, for I, cookies I, that are. Yeah, I don't, I, I do not reject, I do not reject cookies. Uh, a lot of, you know, in most cases, if you reject cookies, then that website won't work. Yeah, fair. That's a good point. The, the I, cookies I, that I reject, Chuck, are all all the ones that uh, that relate to um, uh, collecting and sharing data with other companies, ad tracking, uh, that kind of stuff. The the core functionality cookies that uh, that are necessary for the website to uh, to allow you to interact um th- those cookies i allow um but uh but other cookies i i try and, and uh and block as many of those as i can eric um i've got a couple of test machines i use that i let send data back because there's nothing on it um, other than, you know, launching <laughs> just basic testing. Uh, but uh, work machines, we try to turn that off because there's a chance that um, data will get sent that someone's working on that's not allowed to go off to some random location. Um, so we have to say no. David, last but not least. Yeah, um, it, it all depends. I mean, if it's a developer I really like and I think I could, I feel I could trust, I, I would go ahead and open it up. But for the most part, like I, I don't allow if any, any tracking apps. You know, when you get the prompt each time you load an app for the first time, I don't ever allow it. Hmm. The, the, a lot of this evening's discussion has been about security. And it just feels like this is something we talk a lot about, but it's right. always important. And and I feel like I learned something every single time. And hopefully folks out there listening, you learn a little something. Um, I don't know that any of us are right or wrong on any of this. It's just a matter of being aware, protecting yourself as much as you feel like you want to be protected. And that may mean unplugging any surveillance cameras. Um, it may mean rejecting cookies, not sharing data, whatever. But it's it's important stuff because it seems like that more and more we are being sold as the product to somebody else without even knowing it. Yep. 
Let's go around the uh, the table, let folks know where they can find everyone, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to change it up this time around. So I'm going to start with Mr. David Ginsburg. David, thanks so much for being here and for sharing your insight. Where can folks find you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at InTouchWithIOS at InTouchWithIOS.com. YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash InTouchWithIOS. I'm on the Mac show on the British Tech Network on Fridays. Um, also on Macedon at DaveG65 and pretty much all social media. So, uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Eric Bolden, thank you for coming, for coming in out of the woods. Um, <laughs> uh, you are allowed, once you sign off here, to go get some sleep tonight before you start your next round of updates. <laughs> Where can folks find you? I can be found on Macedon at eabolden at techhub.social. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Brian Flanagan Arthurs, thank you so much for being here, you and your tie. Um, where can folks connect with you? It's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, a few places you can find me and my tie as well. Um, <laughs> you can find me at uh, uh, several uh, social media areas as Brian8944, uh, Blue Sky, X, um, Spoutable. And of course, uh, Mastodon is Brian8944 at mastodon.cloud. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Then, Raythig, where can folks connect with you and uh, and get more of of whatever it is that you offer? Well, you can find me on uh, the absolute plentitude of social medias. Thank God, there's a lot of synonyms. Synonyms of you know what I mean of that word. Um, you can find my writing, and I do have some brand new stuff out at Rathig.tech. On Thursday nights, you can find me on Mr. David Ginsburg's In Touch with iOS. On uh, Thursday and Friday, you can find me on the British Tech Network with, with interim host, Mr. Jeff Gamut. And, of course, every Tuesday night, you can find me here. Great. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Checking in from Orbit, Jim Ray, thank you for uh, for being here. Where can folks connect with you? Uh, you can find me at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E, and on Mastodon at proviewjim at techhub.social. I, I don't know how some of you have time to be on all the different social networks, and Mastodon keeps me plenty busy. I have no time left over to do anything other than glance at any of the others. Well, we don't. It takes about 20 minutes to do social media anymore. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Webb Bixby, thank you for being here, um, especially after you got your uh, video oriented correctly so that we didn't feel like we were in the mirror universe. Where can folks connect with you? Now you can hear me. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I I got this list of all my social networks, and, and uh, I've always talked about the one that 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 we won't talk about that one tonight. Uh, today I'm going to say that you can find me at WebBixby at Blue Sky. We'll go with that one this week. So great. Thank you, Web. Thank you. Last but absolutely not least, Jeff Gamut. Stay on your soapbox, Jeff, and tell us where folks can find you. Uh, you can find me soapboxing upon occasion. 
um, well, on a street corner near you. Um, but uh, online, Mastodon and Instagram, that's where I'm most active, e- even though you can find me basically everywhere. Jay Gamut, that's, that's how you find me. Um, then for shows, I feel like everyone has already covered everything I'm on. And, and yet here I am about to rattle through them uh, super fast. Okay, here we go. Chuck, you let me on uh, Mac Voices Live every Tuesday. Dave, you let me on In Touch with iOS every Thursday. Both of you were crazy and awesome, and I love you for it. Um, then uh, the British Tech Network, as Ben pointed out, I'm the apparently really long-term interim host for the big show on the Mac show. So that's Thursdays and Fridays. Then Brian Chaffin and I do the context machine on at some point during the week. And that's the big stuff. And at some point I'll get on my soapbox about what social network I think is going to end up being the, the winner um, as the X replacement. And, uh, and it will probably start fights. So um there we go. All right. That's enough for now. Chuck, thank you. You rock. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. I'll look forward to that, that discussion and fight. That's always a good one. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. The shows do get lightly edited and added to the feeds later. And I've had people ask me, why do I keep saying that? Because isn't it obvious? Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I want to make sure that folks know that if you if you can be here, great, and interact with us. And if you can't, you aren't going to miss anything completely. You're just going to miss the interaction. Um, but I, and I also definitely want to say thank you to the chat room. They've been very talkative tonight, throwing in a lot of comments that we didn't get to. But they were definitely part of the conversation. So with that, I'm walking away, but just for tonight. Mm -hmm. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with MacVoices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash MacVoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.